0: Welcome to Connecting with Coincidence with Psychiatrist Bernard David Beitman, M.D. Dr. Beitman is the founder of the Coincidence Project. The project encourages people like you to tell each other coincidence stories. To learn more about Dr. Beitman's work, put Connecting with Coincidence in your web browser. You'll find his book, his Psychology Today blog, and the interviews from this podcast. And now your host, Bernard Beitman, M.D.,
1: Welcome to Connecting with Coincidence. Yes, I am your host, Bernard Beitman, MD. Because I'm a psychiatrist uh, and a little on the strange side, I like to study mind and brain together, that there's somehow a question of how they link. And it becomes a perpetual question for me, like how does mind influence brain and how does brain influence mind? And brain and mind are all influenced by um, physical and cultural contexts. How does that work? Well, meaningful coincidences like synchronicity and serendipity uh, provide clues about how we're connected to our environment. And the more I have thought about what I'm doing with coincidences, uh, it's, it's an attempt to break the materialistic view uh, that seems to pre- be predominant in this world and particularly in the united states but other places too where we are we are just all random beings with no purpose made up of about a lot of molecules developed by evolution and we're all looking for meaning and part of that meaning comes from knowing that we are part of our environment and our environment is part of us That's why I pay attention to meaningful co- coincidences because there are hints about how we're connected, not only to other people, but to the trees, animals, plants, and the earth, and even uh, the rivers that were our, and the oceans that were our part of us. There's, they're more animate than we think, and we have to be careful about how much we put into that. But we also have to be careful about how we examine for that. That animation in those things that we call things, but uh, have some kind of liveness in them. My book, Meaningful Coincidences uh, Synchronicity and Serendipity How Do, how do They Happen? Um, is going to be out December September 6th. Uh, and you can order a pre ordered th- book and uh, the link below and please do subscribe to us where we're getting to a a good number of a thousand and we hit the thousand and something happens magically with youtube to give us a little cash to flow in my story today is i call the police story Uh, and it has to do with the idea that symbols are surrounding us symbols symbols stand for something else and these symbols are hints that uh, we may need to know something for ourselves. So last week, uh, I saw a motorcycle cop next to a car, probably giving a ticket. Uh, and of course, it happens uh, regularly, but I, ha- I don't see it that often. And the cops weren't, I hadn't been out that much. So I see this cop in the car and probably a ticket and a few hours later i noticed a cop car pulled over next to a car on the way home in my neighborhood also probably giving a ticket so this is getting pretty close to home i was wondering so do these two items these two series items do they have any meaning to me aha says dr coincidence my car registration had expired And I needed to glue the stickers for the new July date on my license, the licenses on my car that said, okay, uh, worth, uh, this is, I am licensed, registered until 2024. I hadn't done it. Um, So this paired set of images helped me avoid getting pulled over the way I saw uh, two other people getting pulled over. Divination is like that. Today we talk about the I Ching and I'll bring in stories about throw cards. Uh, and then we'll put that together with meaningful coincidences. And we're talking with uh, a great I Ching expert, Mary Kay Landon. Mary Kay received her PhD from the California Institute of Integral Studies in San Francisco. Previously, Mary Kay had had already become a regular practitioner and student of the I Ching, and upon entering the institution, she embarked on a more profound formal study with noted Taiwanese scholar, Dr. Yi Wu. Now, I I came into contact with Mary Kay because her dissertation for her PhD was about money and uh, how you can influence whether or not you get money called unexpected money. Uh, it was a, a lot of fun to read that and, and the details and the, the math was uh, and the analysis was really good. So uh, I got in touch with her and that was many years ago. Since uh, graduating, she has presented lectures on the I Ching in various forums and conducted readings for many friends and clients on the topics of business, finance, careers, relationships, and health. She's got her own website, Decision Point I Ching. You can see, you'll see it that noted uh, below uh, the video and also below the audio. And she's recorded several YouTube videos on her I Ching practice where you can see something about how she does what she does. So Mary Kay. Welcome back to Connecting with Coincidence. Haven't seen you for a while on the show.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me, Mernie. I really appreciate it. Very, well, very happy. Very fortuitous.
1: Very fortuitous. Excited. How is it fortuitous?
0: Oh, it's just, I was just thinking actually about how my website hadn't gotten very many hits lately and how I needed to do something to ramp up a little bit more visibility. And then you, voila, the invitation appeared in my in my inbox. So I it was I was thinking along the channel of I've got to start doing more outreach and then this opportunity came to share more about the I Ching with a broader audience in terms of your audience. So
1: hey Mary Mary Kay, what is with that? You start thinking about something and then it happens. What's with that?
0: What's with that? I know it's kind of mysterious. It doesn't for me. It actually doesn't happen all of the time, but when it does, it's it's um it's got this sort of it's almost like you get into a channel or something. Um, and then, like events start to kind of follow in that channel, but you have, kind of have to be in the channel for that to happen. But this is why I like divination because you can um, spark a coincidence just by sitting down with the I Ching or, say, the tarot cards and th- with a thought in mind or a question and then put it to the oracle. You don't have to wait for an outward sign in the universe to kind of come to you. You can actually apply this sort of technology. To, to bring about sort of an answer more immediately. Um, so I find, because often for me, sometimes uh, serendipitous coincidences happen, sometimes rarely, but in this case with your show, I was happy to report that I was thinking along these lines and then you invited me.
1: That's pretty funny. I didn't know that about you and for our audience to know that Mary Kay is recently a board member of the Coincidence Project uh, and uh, <laughs> We do a lot of coincidences on the on the Coincidence Project, but I didn't know you. most of your coincidences, I'm going to say, have to do with uh, the I Ching yes. event, rather than a, a real life ones.
0: Correct. Uh, <clears throat> Though when I was doing my dissertation, I did notice a lot of money coincidences were coming my way um, just as a result of being in that sort of channel or in that field, as I kind of write of 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 doing the study then things started happening but when i'm living my life normally i don't i don't experience a whole lot even around what my recent job search which i did one of my youtube videos was devoted to using the i ching for um job search um again sort of how to using the i ching to guide decisions approaches etc to a very important life event like finding a new job
1: yeah well when i'm getting from this is that you, you don't necessarily experience and that means to me necessarily look around you I'm, I'm not saying I don't know that I don't know that for sure but you look at the I Ching as a way of helping you do the coincidences that will guide other people like this this ticket thing that I was talking about that's what I do I look around and say is that something out there in here you're right. out there in here is with throwing six coins and seeing what kind of hexagram you get that's that's uh, it's almost like you brought your coincidence capacity into the into the farm because i think of, of I ching and tarot cards as domesticated uh, coincidences you're right. you, i they come from the wild so so i'm doing them out in the wild right you you do you do it on the farm.
0: More systematic, though. Sometimes they still can be wild because they because there's randomness that's built into the procedures, so they can express. Um, there's still room for them to be wild too, um, within the parameters of. Of, of course,
1: the- of course, the wildness I was talking about is the wildness of outside of the room you're doing wow. the the I Ching reading in. Right there's wildness in there Uh, but out there is like uh, that's why I call it domesticated and you're in the farm Mm -hmm. uh, or the zoo or something or 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 the laboratory even it's like you bring it in Mm -hmm. but it's there's a, a similar process would you please describe the what you mean by I Ching and and then then we can talk a little bit about how you think that how it works
0: um, the I Ching is a divination. Well, it's actually also a book of philosophy, but it it basically starts as an ancient Chinese text um, that describes a mantic or a divination or for, fortune telling procedure, where you um, you do you random operations with with again as you're talking about with base two yin and yang being those sort of building blocks, y- yang being that sort of creative energy of the universe kind of um, direct and firm, and then the yin, which is like the receptive, but also the more fecund that actually brings things into being from the energy of the yang. So the two have to work in complementarity. Um, And so in the I Ching, it's basically a series of the interactions of yin and yang at the most basic level. But basically what you do is you could either, you have to do some kind of random procedure, either tossing coins, or separating Yarrow stocks, you can even get um, generate a hexagram or a reading online, you know, with, through the computer. But I would say you don't quite do the whole meditative route the same way. You don't have that opportunity to be a little meditative about it when you're doing it on the computer. But anyway, it's a system where you ask a question, and you get um, then you do this random procedure, and it's a um, six it's a six part procedure that builds what we call a hexagram. Which, create, which is your answer, basically. It creates, um, it's like an architect, one of the 60, there's 64 of them in the book. So um, six lines and it can, each line can be either yin or yang. So that's two to the power of six or six, 64 different um, readings that you can get, basic readings. And then from there, it expands to many other pieces of, of guidance um, on each of the the six lines if they are activated. Um, so it's basically a fortune telling divinational procedure where you ask a question, perform this random operation with I said either coins or separating sticks or whatever to create, to build this um, reading which is what we call a hexagram or a gua um, that is one of, again, one of the 64 different situations. However, through the i ching over 4000 readings are possible so it, it they say that it actually every situation that humanity can face a person can face is in the book in terms of a, a reading that you would get you know from a from a question
1: it's it's so cool that these guys who put that together could say hey we got it all here man it's like everything a human being has to come and this is like Couple thousand years old uh, yeah, from three ancient China. Years old. Three yeah. thousand years old. Yeah. Uh, so, they, hey, we got this whole thing, and I like to think that back in those old days, they weren't as distracted by all the stuff we're distracted by now. So they could think about like how everything worked without much, and with good evidence slowly coming back to them, rather than you know, all the speed of information we get now.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, One of the legends of the I Ching, though I think it's more of a legend, was that one of the one of the the creators of the book, and I I believe it's there wasn't just one creator, but anyway, that he was in jail for a long period of time in prison. So he had this period in jail to actually contemplate how like a response would yield a situation or would, would correlate to a situation. So that that's how he was able to come up with, um, these meanings behind the different readings um, okay like I, I
1: love I love these legends uh they really really don't know about really their sources and that's part of the fun of it there's mystery and speculation and we do that but why don't you tell us one of your good um I Ching stories because you've done lots of readings and to, oh, uh, yeah. give us some idea about uh about what happens with some people in you
0: Well, I mean, there was this one story that um, I would say was one of the most poignant, um, though unfortunately it's not real happy and I can accompany it with a happy story too. But um, I I have a college friend actually from the Institute of Integral Studies where I went in San Francisco. She was another person in my program named Christy. And she, um, um, after she getting her PhD in the same um, department that I got mine in. So we had the same degree and everything. She went back to work for um, Gallup where she was a big manager and, um, you know, had a pretty high level job, pretty high stress. And so at some point she decided to leave that job and go on a retreat. She went to Spain, to the El Camino Highway, and she she did all kinds of travel and retreat and just really contemplating her next moves. She was only in her uh, mid-40s at the time. And so she wasn't ready to retire necessarily, but she did, she took this break from this very frenetic, after getting her PhD, going back to the company where she used to work in a high, you know, high level capacity, but then really kind of burning out. So she took like a year off and then she, it was time to kind of think about, well, what next, you know, she also, she was living in Washington, DC, which is where her job had been, you know, had, had been located. And, but she didn't have any family there, and you know, very few friends. So she was wondering whether she should leave Washington and go to Texas, where she had more family. Um, also about a job, you know, should she, you know, look for a job in DC or go to go to Austin, or you know, what, what she, should she do? So we sat down. Um, it was this was a session actually conducted over the phone, which makes the coincidences even more um, profound because here's a person who doesn't know anything about the I Ching. Who's, manip- who's basically tossing coins and telling me the outcome of each throw. You know, was it two heads? Was it two tails? You know, that kind of thing. And basically the I Ching is giving, and this is happens with all of my clients, kind of gives this reliable answer, even though that person, the querent, does not even know what they're doing. They're just tossing coins and telling me what the, what the readings are. Anyway, so we sat down with a grid which is what I like to do with clients with different, ask the I Ching different outcomes, like, okay, what's the wisdom of moving to Texas and getting a job down there? What's the wisdom of staying in Washington and getting a job? What's the wisdom of looking for a job or versus or management job or this kind of, so we asked it, I want to say five or six questions, like different possibilities that she was thinking of. And all of the readings were coming out real flat, like, the I Ching, like, was saying, you know, ah, eh, you know, they were coming out very tepid, very um, unenthusiastic, um, and I was saying to her, Christy, you know, right now you're in, facing a ch- big change in life. You know, you, you want to go back to, you know, either go go find a new job or move, and I mean, you're looking at some big changes here, and the fact that the I Ching is not feeding back to you anything that's that's really actionable this is kind of strange. And, um, and you know, we kind of left the reading that way. We, we didn't really think to explore further, which I think now from the learning from this, I, I would have, I will now do that. But
1: here we had an example of the I Ching saying, Hey, there's nothing, there's no choice I can suggest to you.
0: Yeah. Or there, there's no path forward here. There's
1: no path forward here. Yeah. There's no path forward here. I think that's what we want to be able to say. The I Ching says there's no path forward. All the questions you're asking about things to do are not worth choosing.
0: Right. No path wow. forward.
1: Wow. And that was How was that for you to to be reading that for this woman?
0: Well, I felt, I mean, partly it, it almost felt like maybe I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, it was kind of because I had almost never encountered something that dramatic with the I Ching where that
1: that dramatically nothing,
0: (laughs) that dramatically nothing, right. Uh, Especially with someone facing big life choices like that. And, um, and so I, I was almost like, it, it was almost like, well, am I doing, you know, have I not set up the, the question structure properly? And so I was starting to question even myself. And, and then I know she was kind of confused because this was not, certainly not the outcome either of us were expecting, you know. Um, but we kind of left it that way. And I said, Christy, I'm really sorry. Um, this is, and nothing here is looking great. I think we should reconvene, you know, pretty soon. Maybe when you have some more concrete ideas and we can put forward those in in the form of questions, we got to do something here. So this was coming up on Thanksgiving time and she had a planned trip down to Austin to to, uh, be with her family at Thanksgiving. And um, so about two weeks after this grid of readings, um, which turned up kind of resoundingly nothing, (laughs) <laughs> we're down there. She's down there in Texas, and then we're um, we started to get these emails. Um, me and some other friends from the institute were alerted um, that she had just been diagnosed with um, inflammatory breast cancer, which is one of the most aggressive forms that you can have. And suddenly, of course, her life was just upended by this, and. Of uh, we hadn't asked a question about her health in this grid because she assumed she was in excellent health again. She was in her 40s, um, she had always had good health. Um, we didn't even think to to question the I Ching about that. So, for it to come out with this, um, I mean, for her to come up with this diagnosis, it was really a shock, but at the same time, it was like the I Ching had kind of by shutting her down on these other choices, it, it kind of prefigured this type of news. Um, so, and later she would note that that was a very notable set of readings that we had done, um, we, we discussed it at length at, f- at future times. Um, I stayed in touch with her until she passed um, last year, early last year.
1: That, that's uh, not the usual story. Uh, no. not the usual story for you no uh, and it's uh thank you for for telling us that the I ching was again answering the question um that we're being asked and it so much points to how important the question you ask is yes it's Sorry. true of just in relationships too yes uh it, when you can ask god the universe whatever's going on around here you can ask questions um but what's the question ask somebody it, it's it illustrates those two very important things that Yi did come up with as best as it could based on the answer uh, based on the questions and here the questions wasn't the right question but you did not but she didn't know how to a- ask the right question and there it was but the I Ching answered it anyway and you could find it you found that
0: yes um I think again had we asked a question about health it would have it would have popped now I had a a client a person who I didn't know um just actually she had listened to one of your programs Bernie and she found me through your program that that we had done before, I guess on the radio when we huh. when you interviewed me yeah. a few years ago. So she had found me. I guess she's a listener of your programs. So she had found me that way. So this is a person I had no history with. Um, and she had some health concerns. And that was mainly why she was contacting me to do an I Ching reading kind of about prospects around her health. And she got just an amazing... It was almost like the sage was talking to her. Huh. Um, the reading was, you know, you're not going to die. Things are going to be fine. You know, it, it was literally speaking right to her health, um, her, her health anxieties. And, and as if it was a person in the room, it was just uncanny. I mean, it was one of the, again, a reading that actually made my my goosebumps come up, you know? It was like, oh my gosh, the the Oracle is is speaking to you like as if it were a person in the room so in that case a much a much happier situation where she got like a re, a mut, like a, a sort of a reassurance of and that really spoke directly to her anxiety
1: i had a uh, an interesting experience recently that's like a feeling of being spoken to uh i go out to the I'll be among the trees every once in a while. And I think like uh, trees are talking to me and I have the sense that they are outside of me. The voices are outside of me, not inside of me. Kind of like what you just described that the Oracle is talking to her. And mm-hmm. I was asking a question on the woods. Should I go left or right? When I come out of this little pathway I was on right, was back to the parking lot left was like, uh, I don't know where, I know where it was going, but I wasn't, didn't know what was happening and uh the voice uh, the voice said go left and i said why and the voice said you'll see and uh it turned out to be a great thing two things that i wanted to have happen it happened as a result of my going left because the voice told me to go left and i ran into th- to people that I wanted to be run into for various reasons that I didn't know, people I didn't know, and things happened as a result of that. So the idea of being able to have something external advise you as directly as you just described is quite remarkable.
0: It is. I also, another uh, story that I relate on my website, um, I was starting, and this also shows you kind of the tricky nature sometimes and why the I Ching can be hard sometimes to read, because sometimes it seems kind of contradictory um, in terms of the response it'll give, it'll give you even in a reading, which is why um, I think that there's some barriers to actually using the I Ching that you kind of have to have a lot of time with it and experience of doing readings.
1: Uh, I would, but, um, I, I'd hope so, yes.
0: Yeah, because um, it, it doesn't come real easily, but I had got, I was looking, I had met a new guy and I, um, we were kind of, um, starting to date. Uh, well, we, we had met and then we'd had five dates and then suddenly he had disappeared for like four months. And then he came, which I figured, okay, that's it. It's over. Then he came back, um, like four months later, kind of like a migrating bird or something. And it, it, later there was an explanation for what had happened. He had a guy staying with his, with him over the winter and stuff like that. But anyway, so of course I'm asking the Ching about this relationship. Um, And I get one line that tells me, don't be too confident in this, and the next line, don't rule it out. (laughs) So it 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 seemed almost like this bizarre um, contradiction, but it actually, that paradox turned out to be emblematic of this relationship because we were in relationship for five years So he did want a relationship and we stayed, you know, we were calling each other boyfriend and girlfriend and we were in a relationship for that amount of time, but he was kind of unreliable, you know, on certain plans. And he, you know, there were times when you couldn't really rely on him and stuff like that. So he was, we'd be in and out uh, sometimes, and sometimes he'd disappear for a few days. And so, so there was this sort of instability in the context of some stability, which the I Ching pointed out that sort of paradox which was very interesting but
1: um, it, it must be it must be a little frustrating for you to know that you have a tool here we'll call it a technology I like that term a technology that can be much used in the world and and for asking questions about how things are going to happen uh, there are people who like to do precognitive things. I'm going to say what well, that this is precognitive in a way because you're talking about what's going to happen. Uh, the way you described it earlier, why don't you why don't you tell us um, what what one of the ways uh, people have thought about the I Ching that it's a it's a kind of i I I'll say map of the universe uh, where you see whether where you're you're talking about a seed. And that question is a seed, but because the I Ching has a view of the whole thing, it can start talking about where that seed is gonna develop, how it's gonna develop.
0: Right, correct. Um, it's basically the Chinese, um, the, the I Ching with its six lines, they see it as a three-part structure with two lines per part with um, of earth, the realm of earth, meaning kind of manifest reality, the realm of humanity, which is, you know, the human beings and our consciousness, et cetera. I would assume it's kind of, the other living beings are probably more on the earth plane and they're looking at humanity in the middle and then heaven on the top, meaning heaven, that's where everything kind of originates. um, That's where, you know, events sort of spark in heaven and then kind of flow down to earth and to humanity. So the way the Chinese looked at this was that the I Ching being a perfect microcosm of how they construed the universe, that the I Ching in that way can perceive, like that it can sort of visualize the tree and how it has compressed to the seed. And they can it can see this, it can see the tree while it's still a seed because it's it is a perfect representation of of the way that the of the cosmological structure of, of, of reality, basically um so, so
1: here it, we, here we, here we have another as above so below or as
0: correct uh, yes uh, i was thinking uh, of that actually this morning kind of like that her- hermes Tristamus, yeah. you know hermes um, tri-
1: trigissimus uh, yeah set, was supposed to have said the, that and
0: emerald tablets yeah yeah so yeah i so this is like the eastern kind of version of this of a similar yeah,
1: that's 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 uh, Easter version of the same, of same thing. I hadn't put that together either. So I, I like those bigger images. The, the tarot cards, particularly ones I use, which are uh, the Book of Thoth, uh, which mm-hmm. is put together by Aleister Crowley, uh, sometimes known as the wickedest man in the world and probably one of the smartest uh, people and a prophet in his own way. By prophet, I mean not somebody who's making money, uh, I mean somebody who is in touch with higher information, Uh, whatever, however he got to that, or she gets to that it's up there and all kinds of ways to do it. And then you come down and be able to say that to regular people to gather that information and say it here. That's a profit. It's not a religious thing as much as getting to new information that a lot of people might want and be able to use. And that's, somewhat what the I Ching is doing uh, is, is getting uh, specific information for a particular person in this present time.
0: Correct. And it kind of, and it does now the, the time horizon for the I Ching um, is probably three months. I, I wouldn't prognosticate further um, because it is the book of changes. It, it, it presumes that everything is the universe is dynamic and it's always in a flux. And so things are always going to change. And one of the features of the I Ching is it always tells you kind of how to prepare for the next event, the next uh, field, the next um, circumstance. For instance, if things are going great, just don't think they're going to be great forever. If things are horrible, don't think, you know, there's ways of getting out of the situation. The most important thing that I Ching likes to think about is to help situate the querent in the Tao of the moment. And that does shift. Sometimes the That's Tao right. of the moment is to be still. Sometimes it's to act. Um, sometimes it's um, to uh, meditate. Sometimes it's to turn another into another direction. So the doubt. So that's the thing. It's it's like situational ethics. You, it, one rule does not apply in terms of behavior to every situation. You have it. 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 The I Ching can really read the character of the moment.
1: Of the Tao. Of the Tao of the moment. The Tao um, of the moment. The Dao of the moment. And what I thought of as with the tarot card readings, uh I would get the other person to like shuffle the deck. That was the random part of it. And then they picked the cards out from the from the top. Um and I thought that what they were doing was throwing the cards up into this river of meaningful time passing through us, which was my image of the Tao, that this thing's always moving and there's always a present, but it's always moving. And that we throw these cards or these coins up and they become mirrors of the moment.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, but then again, they can see, as I said, for a short term forecasting into the probable unfolding of the events.
1: And let's talk the about minute. the word. Pro- let's let's emphasize the word probable. It's like uh, there ain't no guarantee here, honey. You, it's like probable. So, you know, take it as a probable. Right. But what's the, what's the relationship between the, the I Ching and uh, and meaningful coincidences?
0: Um, I, be- I believe every time you cast the I Ching, it's a basically the the coincidence. You look at an inner event to an outer event, right? So when you when you cast the I Ching, it's you are com- you're con- conceiving of a question or a dilemma or some kind of maybe desired outcome that is coming from it w- supposedly within, and you are then using this outward procedure, be it coins, sticks. A computer program, whatever, to, um, to you're asking this physical procedure to then speak to your inner concern. So the coincidence being that that it it will re, it is is when usually it will answer in a coherent, meaningful manner. It's not some random thing where you're just asking something and you know, it's a random heads or tails and, you know, it's all about probabilities of coin tosses. No, there seems to be some other, as Jung was saying, another principle at play here. um, That like a a principle of meaning that it, that is interjected into what you would think would be a random coin toss. Um, And even like querants that know nothing about the I Ching and they're just tossing their coins. That they are struck sometimes by Wow. Okay. We just did like four readings four questions and so we did, you know, a reading for each and like, wow, one of them, I got like almost all tails, you know, and then another one, I got almost all heads. Like they, they, they remark on how the patterns don't seem to follow your intuition that, you know, every time you cast the coins, you know, there's a probability that they're going to fall a certain way, but, but the, the I Ching will defy those probabilities all of the time in the service of meaning and that's what's that's what makes it very fascinating and related to what you call wild coincidences where you are you know looking at the cop you know writing someone a ticket and then remembering oh i have to renew my registration
1: yeah and that's why i'm calling them domesticated your itching is domesticated it's still the same principle of like x ex- outside and inside are not as distinguished as we in the in the west and modern science tends to have us do okay. so here you are knowing from your experience with the I Ching that mind and environment are far more connected than we usually think they are and it's kind of like does that make you kind of want to scream mary Kay, uh, and just go up to a mountain someplace and say hey can't you see that what you think is real is a little different from what is actually there
0: mm. i'm sorry what do you mean i mean that,
1: that that you can do these predictions probable yeah. predictions which suggest that mind and environment are much more closely connected yes. than we think
0: yeah they are and it's it's and, and you've got it. That they're not. Yeah.
1: Yeah, this is an illusion that they're not. And you have evidence from your four thousand readings that uh that's true. It's not just like you think it. Right. And and you what's your sense? That's what I was talking about of wanting to tell other people what you're discovering. That's what I mean. Don't you get frustrated trying to be able to say, look, there's something more going on here?
0: I do. Um, I'm a little frustrated that the I Ching hasn't caught on further in the West. Um that it has that a lot of people have not, of course, have not even heard of it. Um, others might have dabbled with it a little bit and then found it rather incomprehensible, and so they just dropped it. Uh, so, I get a little um, um, I, I kind of wonder like why it hasn't caught on more, but I think it's because there is kind of a barrier, as I mentioned, to to kind of learning the I Ching, um, because there's you know, it is complex, you can't study it in a workshop and get it, you know, it, it it involves a course of study and commitment over time to really kind of dig into it and get to know it. And I still consider myself a student of the I Ching. Um, Confucius considered himself a, a student of the I Ching. He was saying, give me, you know, give me 50 more years so that I can study the I Ching and be free of mistakes. Um, so it is frustrating. At the same time, this is one of my missions as I go on in my life. In fact, the I Ching kind of Um, I put a question to it the other day about how am I doing with my own practice of the I Ching with you, basically. I asked it this direct question and it came back to me like, you're not spending enough time with me. You are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I was like, oh, and so you talk (laughs) about a little spooky. Right. It was like um, you need to you know, you are oppressed right now. And by I think by what it meant by that was I still work a full time job that's unrelated to the I Ching. Um, Of course, you know, everything is related, but I mean, and I use the I Ching to get the job kind of, but anyway, um, but I work a full-time job, so I can't devote as much attention to, you know, expanding my practice and, you know, trying to get, you know, getting the education piece out there as I should. So it really, like, it kind of beat me up a little with this reading about you're oppressed and, and and you're not spending enough time with me. So it was like, whoa. Um, so, so there is almost like a sentient being, I mean, it really, I mean, when you spend enough time with it and I sometimes like to go into conversation with it, like I'll, I'll do a reading and then I'll, I'll ask a follow-up question, um, to, to get another reading and some, and and it actually kind of yields just about like a conversation as if you were with a sentient person in front of you. Um, you're getting these responses that again, are, are pretty spooky um, in that they are, you know, you just don't know quite where they're, you know, they are there, (laughs) you know, is this God, is this, is this, what is, who is speaking here? You know, it kind of begs that question.
1: It does beg it. And uh, you can't answer it. Uh, You have to say that it's there yeah. and it's some kind of, it seems like some kind of entity. We want, we want to put names on these entities and I I (laughs) I, I'm just reading today in a, tro, in a trocard book about the book of Thoth that uh, they're really mathematical truths of the universe, because the I Ching is very probabilistic. Those are all 64 twos, the two times you get to 64. Six, yep. uh, it's two to two to the sixth, you get 64. That, these are mathematical truth so when you tune into a mathematical truth of how things work you get to mathematical answers is one way of thinking about it but because we want to put a names on it we'll want to give it a name and call it a god of some kind which it deserves because it's so fantastic and is speaking to us so we're, it's an anthropomorphic kind of thing but however you pick to do it whether it's an abstract thing like a math or like an uh, a naming it as the each God or something uh, for you. It's there, the there's something there that informs you that has a dial can have a dialogue with you, when you pick up the phone, when you decide you want to be able to have that dialogue. Right? One of the and
0: also it does, it has an ethic. I mean, it's not an ethically neutral voice either. Ah Ah, good it It has it has a certain um, bias. It has biases um around acting ethically in the world, toward other people, um toward being, you know, animals and and being itself. it 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 um it talks about a person's moral responsibility to um their fellow humans. Um, now, this is an interesting contrast between the I Ching and the Tarot. I regularly do readings with a client. We kind of swap. She does tarot for me, and I do i ching for her. Ah. And um, she was in the middle of she had started a relationship, and then the person um, actually had a mental illness episode. Um, had like a, a, a some kind of break. Uh, I, I don't know. I, again, you would be able to describe that better than me. But she um, she was a, you know exhibiting some very erratic behavior. And my friend, basically this person that I was reading for, she bailed on the relationship really quickly. Um, she left that person to her own devices. Um, and I think because she had already tended another partner through a long um, prog- prog- progression of leukemia until that partner passed away, she didn't wanna go down that road again of um, being you know, close and intimate with a person with some kind of illness. So she bailed very quickly and the Tarot had told her when she was asking about the relationship, well, you know, it's okay. You need to follow, you know, you know, your heart or follow your desire or something. She got kind of an affirmation from the Tarot about that. But when we addressed the I Ching with the same question, she, she got beat up a little, like the I Ching was like, you know, you do have, you have, you have a responsibility to act ethically in the world and to consider another person's feelings and uh, you know, and so that was interesting because because that was almost like a direct test between them. I also find Bernie. I used to do a lot of work with the Tarot years I, ago. I didn't
1: understand. I didn't understand that the the Tarot card reading uh, seemed to suggest don't you don't have to continue doing that. Correct. And the I Ching one
0: was uh, saying be more responsible with how you're handling. I didn't really say she had to stay in the relationship, but it was really it was kind of telling her like or advising her, like, this is really how you should be approaching this, um, you know, you, you need to consider this person's feelings, you need to, um, you know, g- give her some due process, you know, you know, don't leave, you know, don't leave skid marks on the kitchen floor, as it were, I mean,
1: you know, the, taro- the Tarot was saying, it's okay to leave. Uh, right. And uh, the I Ching was saying, at least if you're going to leave, don't do it abruptly. Right. Uh, and do it with a lot of consideration. Now, I I hadn't. I think that's wonderful, Mary Kay, the, to talk about the different voices that get elicited, and get elicited with Tarot versus the I Ching. Right. Uh, that's because uh, Confucius was involved with the I Ching, uh, and boy, you want to talk about ethical rules, but you you got a lot, you got a lot too many coming out of that bureaucracy. Correct. But they, Correct. But, they but they got they got they got ethics uh in them and tarot tarot is like uh doesn't have that background from what i can see it's more like hey look what's happening out there uh isn't it interesting uh and it, it's a reflection of you but it doesn't have as much much ethics in yeah. it as the I Ching does now I I, I I i that's a nice discovery for for me at least and maybe us right here but you're just telling us about the distinction because it's not just the two versus ten, the decimal system of the tarot cards. This is this is something more. The ethics are stronger in the I Ching than they are in the tarot, and that's uh, how come that is. You have any idea about why that might be?
0: Um, again, it's kind of mysterious. I was going to say, though. I used to work with the tarot a lot more than I do now, and I have several decks. And I found that the decks themselves had personalities um, kind of distinct. And they, they would give different types of advice um, and different ca- different castings on the same question sometimes. I would ask it different decks the same question and I would get different shadings. So so in the tarot, I think it's a lot um, the system because it's almost like each when each deck is created, it's like. It's inhabited by maybe a different sentient something or other Um, that that, that there's not this unity. The decks themselves have personality, Um, the style, you know, probably infused by the creator of the deck.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And so um, whereas the E-Chin and the times
1: and the times it was created, created. yes yeah well the I Ching was just the I Ching a long time ago and yeah there's a lot of stories about where it came from but who knows it's right. there it's there and it stayed the same and the the difficult thing for the I Ching is the so many different books have been written about how to interpret the hexagrams right. and some of them are so convoluted that right. you can't really understand what they're talking about of them unless, are bad. <laughs> and some <laughs> of them bad. are bad and some of them are too simple because right. uh, I've seen those too so they each have their kind of multiple variations that are different. But the fundamental difference is uh, that the I Ching has stayed the same. Well, it's all kinds of variations on tarot cards. Not, yeah. they're not, they don't even follow the tree of life uh, model of, uh, uh, of the Kabbalah uh, with its 10 sephiroth and 22 connecting lines uh, that then the cards map onto the uh, Th- this uh, tree of life mm-hmm. that uh, has been pretty standard for a long time but other people come up with well I'll put I'll put these bells and whistles on these cards and I'll make up my own and I'll call them tarot cards and that dilutes the kind of basic thing that they started with but uh, it's, it's, it's so that is such an interesting um, that's such an interesting thing um, to uh, to see how they differ in those ways, and the major difference that you're suggesting uh, is an ethical one, because it's endured from the past. It's the same, while it varies with the person and the context. With the tarot cards, wow, that's cool.
0: That was interesting. I do. I have a client who is who heads an ashram. <clears throat> he he's an American, but he you know this is of course um, a Hindu. Um, practice that they do, but he has come to—he's coming to me now a lot. Um, if anything, I think he's almost getting a little addicted to the I Ching in terms of its advice and um, things. But I do find with him that the I Ching is very gentle and rever- refer- reverential to his practice. It, it acknowledges that he, this is a spiritual, this is a spiritually accomplished person. And so even when he's asking kind of ridiculous, not, I mean, that's not a nice way to say it. Um, He's asking about a a situation over and over, which has already, the I Ching has been unequivocal that it's about a relationship, that the relationship is really not going to work. And he keeps coming to the I Ching, coming to the well, asking again and again. And I've been advising him not to, but even in that circumstance, the I Ching has been gentle with him in terms of the readings it's been respectful because it, it it acknowledges the certain spiritual accomplishment that he has already attained in his life, whereas this friend with the who gives me the tarot readings, she's also um, in a different uh, spiritual tradition, but I would say much more of n- um, uh, narcissistic in some respects. The I Ching beats her up all the time. And, you know, kind of t- gives her like, you know, negative readings about stuff that she wants to do. And um, it beats her up. And so I find it very interesting that the I Ching also considers the subject of, of the querent and the the, the um, capacity and the accomplishments and the the integrity of the querent when it when it delivers a response. So it's very interesting. That's
1: um, that, that, that I'm getting... I'm getting a picture here that I never had before of the I Ching being a personality that, yeah. uh, that is like um, adapting itself to the querent, the person yes. asking the questions. Uh, and I hadn't seen that before. And that, that fits with that kind of voice thing I'm talking about with people hearing voices. And there are all kinds of ways that normal people hear voices, but they're supposed to be crazy. But no, you can hear voices and they can be quite helpful. Uh, uh, Just go to the right lane instead of the left lane I just heard yesterday. And a truck would have smashed into her in the left lane if she hadn't moved over to the right lane. I had another story like that. Uh, And that's that's immediate reading. (laughs) You, You can't do the I Ching right there, but it's like, that she got the voice to do it. That's really an operational one. And what you're talking about is a longer term version of the same thing, where you get a voice speaking to you in a quieter circumstance that like tells you what to do, but then it talks to you interpersonally. Yeah. Talks to you with who you are and what you've done and where you've gone. That's so, that's so cool.
0: And also what was interesting one time I had a house guest and, um, I didn't know her real well, but we had some time together. She was passing through Boston area and um, we sat down and I was like, of course, and she loves, she does like the I Ching. She kind of dabbles in it. So I said, I'll give you some readings. And, um, and we sat, to, and she wanted to know about her housing situation that she was going to have to move or something or, or kind of what to do with her house. And, but she didn't, she didn't give me the whole story, but I'm getting, I'm sitting down, down with her with, the, and I'm going, is there some legal issue going on here?
1: <laughs>
0: and she said, yeah, as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm, on, I'm under foreclosure.
1: <laughs> she, had, she,
0: had, she, she kind of left that detail out, but that, that, it, came out in, it came out in the reading. Yeah,
1: it came out in the reading. Well, I I'll I have a, a, a question that I've been wondering about. the the, the, reason, the main reason I wanted you to be in the Coincidence Project is because of your I Ching work. That's what I wanted because you represent it so well. Uh, have you, when you were thinking about being a board member of the Coincidence Project, uh, did you do a reading and what did it say?
0: Um, I don't, I have my, my journal right here. I don't think I did because basically I don't, this is another thing about the I Ching, you don't really want to approach it when you know, when you have an answer in mind that you're going to do it. And you, I kind of, and for me, especially my practice now, I respect the oracle around, um, um, I don't bring questions to it that I'm going to act on regardless kind of thing. And I was so certain that I wanted to become a board member i didn't i didn't ask i don't believe i asked each ching. let me just well quit. that's
1: okay that's okay that's a good enough I don't answer believe
0: I, I, I don't believe yeah, i asked don't,
1: look, don't look don't look yeah. don't look that's a good enough that's a good enough answer yeah uh it, because it's I,
0: kind of like um it sometimes well it, it knows like if you are not asking a sincere because you want to know but you're just asking for affirmation of yeah
1: something. yeah yeah it doesn't do it doesn't do affirmations
0: well, sometimes it will. Again, it depends on the relationship, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Well, you knew you wanted to do it. Right. You knew you wanted to do it. And I, I'm struck by your saying, hey, uh, Bernie, I don't have too many coincidences outside of doing these E-Ching things. It's almost like you use them all up while you're doing the
0: E-Ching. I, I think I do. <laughs> right. Except for the one of you inviting me on the program today. Um, that was a bit of a coincidence because I've been, I've been mulling this idea and problem over in my mind. Um, as I said, when I asked the I Ching, it was like telling me I was oppressed. (laughs) So, um, I was, I have to think about how I become unoppressed and, um, um, anyway, And, and another thing I know we're probably needing to wrap up, but I wanted to mention that I am, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm contemplating a very large move in my life and that is to relocate to Ohio. And I have not yet started the readings on that yet because the time horizon is too far out. And because I'm thinking of it, like maybe starting to look for a house this winter and moving maybe next spring or so when I can sell this place. So that's too far of a time horizon to really start to think. Um, but when I did my new year's reading for 2022, the I Ching, I just did a general reading and the I Ching returned to start the dissolution process of my, of my life, which meant, I, I saw that as an early affirmation of my plan here
1: but I I, have- I I just think you i think you have to be suppressing uh a lot of uh screaming uh to try to say i got something here ladies and gentlemen you really should pay attention to it it gives us a good idea about how reality works and nobody's listening to me and then scream and then that's <laughs> the way it goes well right you can be yeah. screaming This is a form of your screaming being on the show here today. Yes,
0: it is. (laughs) Well, I tell people, you want to know if this is X Y Z is going to happen tomorrow? We can just do a reading right now. You know, if you and some people are scared of that, Bernie. They don't want. I know,
1: I know, I know, I know. Yeah, they don't want to know the future. They They don't want to know. And it's a it's a form of precognition. What you're doing. Uh, yes. And how the I Ching relates to precognition is kind of fun. I had a precognition, two precognition guys on here, Eric Wargo being one of them. And you probably haven't seen it, but it's it's the same idea uh, that you can get the future somehow, and you do it in this more formalized way. Uh, and he and he talks about people just getting it, like the voice that said go to the r- right instead of the left. It's a formalized one, but it becomes a way to your i ching becomes a way to research our ability to be precognitive.
0: Oh yeah, that's true too. Yep. I hadn't
1: I hadn't thought of that. So I don't know if I'm going to do it but to to get Eric, Eric and you together on a show and talk about would be like That would be fun, yeah. <laughs> that that would be like a trip. So let's end with a question that you uh, told me earlier which I think is a funny question because it's hard comparing the validity or something of in the wild coincidences versus uh, to, uh, I Ching uh, readings. Comparing- Remember, you, you. I'll read it to you. Uh, in terms of advising the querent about the right path to follow, what are the relative merits of results from oracular oracular readings versus meanings g- gleaned from spontaneous coincidences?
0: Um, I think actually. Well, first of all, the spontaneous coincidence has has a real place, like what you just described with your, your police writing the ticket. Like, I would never, like if, I, if my registration were about to expire or had expired, I probably wouldn't have ever brought the I Ching that question. But having, you know, so you need those spontaneous things to kind of jolt you. Know, if the woman on the road who had the intuition to go one into one lane and not another, obviously we're not going to ask the I Ching about that. You know so there're certain ways that these spontaneous you know, precognitive um events have to always have merit all of the time especially for immediate danger or immediate you know you're not going to sit down with the i ching out in the middle of you know uh, when you're you know driving in traffic to find out which lane you should be turning into you know um however maybe before your journey you might ask it um how's you know what's my wisest approach to the journey and it might say hey be be attentive on the road, you know, you're going to find some erratic behaviors. I mean, it might say that, but it won't tell you in the moment that which second is going to matter of right or left. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to know that from the I Ching. On the other hand, sometimes with precog, you can, um, they can be wrong. And so like, if you have like some idea that something's going to come up, maybe it's good to fact check it against an oracular device to see kind of what,
1: um, oh, 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 that's yeah. far out and groovy. Yeah. I mean, I, I think this is going to happen. And.
0: Uh, for instance, um, you know, I've been, you know, I've been single my whole life, early, but I've had relationships. And when I moved back to Massachusetts from California, I was asking the each. Well, I was thinking, like, I have a feeling that I'm going to get into a relationship, even though I hadn't had one in a long time. And so then I asked, started asking the e Ching about it, and affirmed that. And then it happened. So yeah, um, but that is that is, so
1: that is really that's really cool. Because um, yeah. uh, I, mean, I was having a little fun trying to do PR for my my coming forthcoming book in Charlottesville to, to do some locals. So I was thinking, how, how am I gonna? How am I going to do this? I don't want to go show up in a bookstore and nobody shows up anymore to, to give a talk or very few people. How am I going to do this? I don't know. So when that voice told me to take a left and I I listened to somebody I'd been wanting to hear and ha- as a musician that I hadn't heard before. So I got to see her, but I met two people who uh, ended up saying, hey, uh, would you like us to put on a party for you uh, to for your book before it comes out here in Charlottesville? I've got a lot of friends who are interested in this. Oh, great. So, so that was like um, I thought of it, uh, and there it manifested itself. Uh, it, it's. I'm thinking that maybe somewhere, and I don't want to get too cumbersome with this, but in the Coincidence Project, we may be calling on MK to like, uh, to, to say, well, we're looking in this direction. Maybe we got. Oh, absolutely. Con-
0: well, fact, I was just going to say, Bernie, I, I I'd offer to, we could do some readings about your book, you know, like kind of how to, how to promote it. You know, what's the, you know, what's the most fertile paths for you? You know, we could, we could do that.
1: I happy. think we're going to, I think we're going to do that, Mary thing. I'd be to happy do that.
0: to set up. A, and then you can get a real sense of a, a lived experience with the I Ching, you know, yeah, we should do that. Definitely. Especially with this big, you know, with your book release, that's an important event that is worth um, divining about.
1: And so, as we come to the end of this episode, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, we leave it with maybe the next time MK and Dr. Coincidence get together, that we will record MK doing a reading about Bernie's book and what to do that. And then we will have a recording of it that we can look back on and say oh really <laughs> <laughs> so let's leave it with that mary kay and Sounds and, and i you know i've known you for a long time but i really got to know you better on this thing than i had before because you're a real expert in this thing I mean you, you have a deep love for it obviously but you know something about it <laughs> I, I can I I'm like James Bond he will talk to anybody who's an expert in something uh, and you are you're really an expert on it and uh, I'm I I you're kind of modest um and so people don't get to hear what you're what you got but and the I,
0: H- has told me that too
1: <laughs> too modest yeah
0: it does value <laughs> modesty a lot, but it kind of, yeah. you know, it's okay. there's, a,
1: there's a there's a place for it. and
0: right. right.
1: <laughs> When no, you're talking about the I Ching, the I Chings want you to get out there and talk yeah. about
0: it. <laughs> it's not being modest and oppressed. Yeah. <laughs>
1: get out there. So this is a step in that direction. It is. But, but I, got,
0: you, I really appreciate the opportunity, Bernie.
1: You're welcome. And I'm really glad to, to, to get into your heart as well as your mind about this stuff. So uh, I think spontaneous versus controlled might be a better definition of the difference. I like that. But to me, it's wild and domesticated because I'm I'm a wild guy who doesn't like to be domesticated. Uh, so that, that's my particular, but I think spontaneous versus, uh, and spontaneous is a whole nother question, but that's a whole nother question. <laughs> we can leave that alone. So Mary Kay, uh, we'll we'll end this uh, right now and uh, and we will be seeing each other uh, at the next board meeting of the Coincidence Project and uh, doing some I Ching readings on what am I gonna do with my book?
0: Yeah, let's do that. Let's plan that burning, definitely.
1: Then we will. You're welcome, and uh, I will say to you, Au revoir. This psychosphere is a
0: mental atmosphere like a hologram of cosmic consciousness.